Brian Billick joins us as he does weekly, uh, brought to you by SeatGeek. We get ready for uh, week 13, New Orleans, and the Cowboys started off uh, with the Thursday night game. The Saints, the hottest team in the sport, uh, get to flex their muscles in prime time, and uh, we'll see if the Cowboy defense, which has not been bad, can uh, slow them down a little bit. Uh, what's going on, Brian? How are we doing today? Good. All right. Saints and Cowboys, what's your thoughts? Well, you know, it, it, it's the question, if it becomes a track meet, which it's going to with the Saints, obviously, you know, that no one's been able to slow them down yet. Can the Cowboys keep up with that? I mean, their formula's real clear cut. They got to run the ball. Uh, Dak Prescott's got to convert on third down, which they've gotten better. Amari Cooper's been a nice pickup for them. Um, and, and basically keep the ball away from the Saints and hope that their defense can get a turnover. If they can't get a turnover and put the offense on a short field or they can't sustain a number of long drives, I just don't see how they keep up with the Saints. Saints have been just unbelievable. We'll see how they are away from home. Cowboy defense is a little better this year. I think they've improved. But, again, it, the offenses have such an advantage now, and the Saints offensive line is great. It really is. All right, uh, Chargers and Steelers. Chargers bounced back off a game against the Broncos. that, And both these teams lost to the Broncos in the last two weeks. May have saved the Broncos coach's job. We'll see. But uh, they both, the Chargers had a 19-7 lead at home and lost to the Broncos. Then the Broncos come back and beat the Steelers last week when Big Ben makes a terrible play on the goal line. Um, Chargers, Steelers, both teams, I think threats in the AFC. What's your thoughts? Absolutely. I mean, they, they and the Chargers are very much a legitimate team. If this game were in L.A., I'd say absolutely the Chargers could win. But they got to make that West Coast, East Coast run, you know, that, that typically is tough for some teams. Uh, Big Ben is totally different at home. So much better. Now, why, why should he be so much better at home than he is on the road? I have no idea. You know, a veteran quarterback, usually that's not an issue. Uh, but it's 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 beyond just. I mean, it's it's very clear cut. If you take yeah, it's away stock, his he doesn't throw road, picks. He doesn't throw picks at home, and that's exactly where the problem is. They overcame the three interceptions against Jacksonville, obviously in dramatic fashion. They weren't over able to, particularly that last. Uh, uh, it was just an ill-advised throw. You can't throw flat into the on the goal line late like that. You just you can't. It's it's a it's problematic whenever you do it. Um, but certainly the Steelers at home, this will test the Chargers defense. I'm doing a thing on Playbook uh, tomorrow on these two really good safeties. Uh, and they're, they're safety slash linebackers, Derwin James and Adrian Phillips for the Chargers. Yep. They're, and I really hadn't paid much attention to it until I really looked at the film. Uh, and they line up like linebackers. And then we'll play safety. They're all over the place. They're, they're an incredible group of safeties in the way they do it. They will match up and do some interesting things for the for the uh, uh, Steelers, and and might give Ben some pause as to okay, what are these guys? Where are these guys? You know, are they safeties? Are they linebackers? Are they blitzing? Are they covering? What is it? But at home, the Chargers having come east, and 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 the Steelers we've seen had gotten on a pretty good rhythm there. I imagine they're going to return to form at home against the Chargers. You know, with the rare exception of the Patriots, who are different than everybody in every way. Um... When I look at teams, I look for playmakers on both sides of the ball. Chargers have a lot of playmakers. They have playmakers everywhere. They have playmakers on offense. They got playmakers on defense. They got pass rushers. They have legitimately top flight players on both sides of the ball. And a quarterback in in Philip Rivers that is probably underappreciated. I mean, most people recognize what a great quarterback he is, and 
is likely a Hall of Famer, minus all he you know needs is that obvious to seal it is to is that Super Bowl championship. Uh, but what he's been able to do over a long, what is it, 15 years in yep. the league right now, I think it is, yep. unbelievable in what he's able to do at this stage in his career. And, and it reminds me of, you know, I remember when I had Chris Carter, and, and, and Chris said, you know, the good thing about me, he says, I was never fast. I didn't have speed. So when I got older, it's not like I lost my speed. I, I'm, I'm the same speed as I've always been because I'm not a particularly fast guy. Well, Philip Rivers is such an unorthodox, ugly throwing style. Uh, it's not like that's going to change. You know, he, he can, that can sustain him for a long time. It's amazing that he is as productive as he is and, and is having really probably would have had, notwithstanding a Drew Brees and some of the things, Pat Mahomes and that, you know, would be considered maybe more favorably along the, the, uh, the MVP award. You know, it's funny. I'm talking with Brian Billick. Uh, I remember being at the draft. It was in, in that, and it was still in the morning on Saturday in those days. And there was so much talk because the Giants were involved in this whole idea of trying to trade and trade up for Eli. And the three quarterbacks were all going to go very high. And everyone was, everyone liked all three of them. And they thought they, a lot of people in the league thought they were interchangeable. I remember the Giants saying, I'd be okay with uh, any of the three. They especially liked Eli and Roethlisberger. But Rivers, too, they were all taken at the top. They were all considered very close to each other. And look at the, how productive and how they've stayed so healthy, the three of them, over 15 years. They've all had incredible careers, and they've all played all the time for the last 15 years. Yeah, I think that's the thing that jumps out to me is the durability when you talk about Eli and Philip Rivers and, and what he's been able to and do. And Ben, too, all three of them, yeah. Yeah, oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and Although Ben's, you know, a little bit uh, right. beat up just because of the style of play. Although Roethlisberger and Rivers are a little, you know, similar in the sense of the way they extend plays. But how about this? How about the San Diego Chargers having Drew Brees and Phillip Rivers on the same team at the same time at one yep. point? Is that Amazing. incredible? Absolutely. And change franchises' histories, absolutely, when that happened in a lot of different ways. I mean, when you think about it in terms of what's going on, what went on with Breeze, who went where, where the championships went. So it's been a fascinating a study of those guys and obviously what Breeze has been able to accomplish, too. I'll tell you, the team I have a lot of, uh, I have a lot of respect for is Seattle. Uh, so many, I didn't expect this year. Uh, the offense has shifted to be in the premium uh, unit now, and they've won so many close games. I mean, I, I know Carolina's probably kicking themselves. They gave up a fourth down play. They gave up a touchdown on a fourth and three to let the game get tied, and then they missed a 52-yard field goal, and then they wound up driving for the winning score. But Seattle, to be 6-5, and five, has done a heck of a job. They have, and they've, they've gotten back to their roots, to Pete's roots. What are they doing? They're running the ball extremely well. They do it with a committee of backs. Uh, obviously, Russell Wilson has has been and is now really one of the really good quarterbacks in this league, um, and and they're, they're they're playing really solid defense. Now it's not the Legion of Boom, but it's pretty darn good. And and the question becomes, you now you talk about because we just talked about New Orleans. Can you keep up in a track meet? Well, it, Russell Wilson kind of can because he has an act to kind of make big plays. And that defense is going to make is make some people struggle a little bit more than others, uh, and and can give New Orleans maybe. Uh, and we already saw in L.A. Um, you know the way they play, uh, but they they've gotten their mojo back in terms of their ability to run the ball uh, and and play good, not great, but good defense. 
Um, uh, the turnovers are the big thing that is missing from them when they were really good. That Legion of Boom is the way they were able to generate turnovers. Uh, still hey. pretty good, but so they're, they're, they're definitely for real. If I had told anybody in the NFL in August, uh, Indianapolis is going to play Jacksonville in December in Jacksonville, and one team's going to have the winning record, pick the team, uh, not many people would have picked Indianapolis. Yeah, they're, they're a team. Um, not um, just them, though, but how about Jacksonville, a team a lot of people picked to go to the Super Bowl this year. Right, right, just totally. And we've talked about this for a while now. It's not just Blake Bortles, and they fired their offensive coordinator and replaced Bortles. That's not going to make a difference. Um, you know, they're not running the ball as well. The defense, although has some good numbers, is not playing as well. Not playing the but same. It, and they were one play, one play away from the Super Bowl last year, one whistle yeah. away from the Super Bowl. Uh, Indianapolis is, is uh, that offensive line to me is the key. They're protecting Andrew Luck. And when yep. Andrew Luck gets protected, we see just how lethal he can be. They're playing better defenses. They've got some playmakers. Uh, they're going to, they're going to make, you know, San Diego clearly is going to be the fifth seed. Uh, now in the AFC, I think it's going to come down to Indianapolis and Baltimore. And based on the schedule, you'd have to look, you know, Baltimore's got Kansas City. They've got Atlanta in Atlanta. Uh, they've got the, the the Chargers. You know, they can maybe hope that it's late in the season. Maybe the Chargers are locked into that fifth seed and really don't need to. They can maybe rest. They play in the second last game of the season. Um, but Indianapolis is going to be a factor now. Uh, and 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 how about Houston in that division? They may be a sneaky. Super Bowl contending team. Well, they're a team I, I worry about matching up against because of those three pass rushes. If you have any injuries on the offensive line, you don't want to play them in a playoff game. They almost beat Tom Brady without Watt when it was merciless and clowny. They drove Tom Brady crazy in that game. Uh, and if the wide receiver hadn't dropped a couple of balls, they might have won that game. If, you don't, if you're banged up on the offensive line, you don't want to see those guys. Yeah, and, and Deshaun Watson, they're protecting him. You know, we talk about... Uh, 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 Andrew Luck and what yep. difference in his game it is that he's protected. Well, obviously Watson can run around, make some things with his own legs, but they're protecting him better. They ought, compared to early in the season. Now they had, didn't have the most difficult of schedules, but they're on a pretty good run right now. They're going to be a sneaky team to watch. I think they could be. You know, there's always a team in the playoffs that gets that man beyond the top seeds, but that mantle of the later seed. That boy, this is a team you don't want to see. Houston could be that team. Could be, absolutely. Washington, Philly. Now, Washington, you know, it's not even the quarterback as much as it is that offensive line has just gotten decimated. You know, I think Colt McCoy could give them enough with their running game to keep them in the games, but their offensive line they has just been decimated by injuries, and that makes it so much tougher. The Eagles basically got through that giant game where they – uh, you know, we're still shaking our heads about that. But uh, Giants uh, give the Eagles credit with their adjustments at half. They're running the ball in the second half. They squeak a win out. If they get this game, they're right back in the division. Yeah, I mean, that, uh, and that's, that's going to be the challenge. You still, you look at Washington's schedule that looks to be maybe the most manageable. Yep. Uh, Philly, Philly's, you know, they play each other. And, of course, Philly's got the Rams and Houston. Uh, uh, so that, that's, that's a tough Back, and they're back-to-back at the Rams and then home against Houston, of course, against Dallas, and then they, they play Washington twice. So where Washington really doesn't have that, you know, that team, you know, they play Philly twice, but they play the Giants, they play Jacksonville, and they pay, play Tennessee. You know, none, none of them are gimmies. But, and then, of course, Dallas, they can kind of control their own. They play the Giants twice, and they do have Indian there, that team we're talking about. Yep. So of the three teams, 
I think Washington, you're right, they're decimated by injuries. But by schedule, they look like they might have a bit of an edge. They got to get some of those offensive linemen back, though. Yeah. I mean, losing both tackles and both uh, guards—that's tough. Yeah, no, and that, and 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 that's and because in one area where where a group, you know, it's one thing to plug in a guy that's capable, but in a group that relies so much on familiarity with one another and playing together, there's no other area on the team where you suffer more from changes in a core group than in the offensive line. Um, what team, who's playing the best right now? New Orleans, Kansas City, Rams, who's playing the best? Yeah, all of the above. I, I don't know that you can, you know, one will continue to, to obviously shine in the playoffs, and, and, and including the head-to-head. I uh, would have put Pittsburgh in there until we saw, although Denver's a team. Let's remember now, Denver, their losses are, are twice against Kansas City, they lost to the Rams. Denver's, a, you know, not a bad five and six team, and and the way they've come on late maybe saved the the, the coach's job. Yeah, two big wins um, last two weeks. Two very yeah. good wins. Yes. Yeah, but New Orleans and and the and the Rams are obviously in the NFC a, a cut above. I think Kansas City, New England, you can't count them out. You know, but they seem to. I don't know. We'll we'll see. We'll see. There seemed to be a little fatigue there, but but you know they 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 got the pedigree. Uh, Pittsburgh, if it depends on which Pittsburgh, you know, and if, if Ben's at home, you better believe it. But if he's got to go on the road, that's going to be tougher. And then there's this Houston team, uh, and and the r- r- uh, Chargers are, are very very good. But I think right now Kansas City is still a cut above. Are you a proponent of of firing a coach? Do you get anything out of firing a coach with a couple of weeks left? I mean, it does allow you to start no. interviewing guys if you want to do that. I mean, if they're not no, in the yeah. league, but I mean, other than that, do you gain it? Do you think you gain anything by firing a coach? No, no, there is, there is a legitimate, okay, you can, well, I say legitimate, if you're going to let the guy go, you're going to start doing that anyway, even right. if you don't let him go, right. at least you get to be more upfront about it. Right, at least you're you not doing it behind his front. back, you know, you're not doing it behind right. his back. Right. So it is easier, but it's amazing the teams, and we talk about that every year when guys get let go during the course of the season, late in the season, okay, they can get on and jump on it, but they don't really. Yeah, you don't no, they the can't. They can only do the guys that aren't in the league. I can't do anybody who's in the league. Correct. So, yeah, correct. But you can see them putting their ducks in a row a little bit more efficiently because then you get to where now they can, and they take as long as anybody else to decide who it is they're gonna they're gonna pick. But in terms of the team itself, are they gonna play better? Are they gonna no. No, do you think Greg a, Williams is 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 helping? Do you think he's giving himself a, a a decent chance to be considered for the Cleveland job? I I don't know. That's for the Cleveland people to decide. You know, obviously the animosity now with Hugh Jackson is so apparent, uh, and and uh, you know they're, they're obviously playing pretty good. Yeah, they're playing um, better. Yeah, uh, and and they're going to have an effect. You know, Greg's an outstanding coach. He's been a head coach. They may consider it, and you know, okay, we'll bring in some offensive quarterback whisperer to work with uh, Baker Mayfield now, and, and it's less competitive. In terms of the teams that are looking, you know, obviously the the Sean McVay and the uh, Nagy, everybody's kind of looking for those guys, yep. and that's what they're looking for to bring in, and that that will get competitive for for those guys competing for those kind of guys because there's so many out there right now. So if you can just do it at the coordinator level, yeah, maybe it decides a matter of John Dorsey. Is he comfortable with Greg Williams? I I don't know. Greg's a pretty strong personality. Um, and, and he may want to bring in a guy, 
you know, uh, an Andy Reid guy or a guy he's familiar with, his guy. So we'll have to see. He certainly has, has them playing a little bit better. Thanks. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Brian, very much. Sounds great, Mike. All right. Seat Geek, as you know, listeners of the Brian Billick Report get $20 off the first Seat Geek purchase. Just download the Seat Geek app and a promo code Billick today. $20 off promo code Billick, B-I-L-L-I-C-K, for your first Seat Geek purchase. Seat Geek, life's an event. We have the tickets.